newsflash, the world that your children are growing up in is full of chemicals. We are just beginning to understand what these chemicals do to your children's health. Pesticides, manufacturing chemicals, jet fuel, chemicals in sunscreens and cosmetics, household chemicals, flame retardants, plastic packaging, medicines, etc., etc. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, requires that manufacturers log their manufactured chemicals in a database, and by the year 2012, they had logged 82,000 chemicals being manufactured and used in the U.S. Very worrisome, since many of these chemicals have strong biologic effects on children, persist in the environment long after use, have potentially damaging effects on a child's nervous system, have the potential to alter a child's delicate hormone balances that regulate much of their physiology and can trigger some cancers. More on that in a moment. In today's podcast, you're going to hear a discussion about one family of chemicals that you definitely need to be familiar with, namely pesticides. Your child's long-term health may be on the line from exposure to these chemicals, so it is upon you to familiarize yourself with these chemicals. Stay tuned, and I'm going to fill you in on some of the essential facts parents need to know about the adverse health effects of pesticides on children and how you can avoid your children's exposure to them. Stay informed, stay engaged, and of course, stay tuned. It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your PEDCAST host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions. He has answers. It's portable, practical pediatrics on your schedule. And here is your PEDCAST host, Dr. Paul Smolin. First, let's define the type of products that make up the pesticide category. These include insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, and fumigants, all meant to kill or keep pests away. To understand the damaging effects of pesticides, we're going to need to take a brief trip down Science Drive to understand how pesticides work. Let's start with a quote from the World Health Organization's 2008 report on toxicity of pesticides on children. Quote, pesticides are toxic by design. They are biocides, meaning they kill living things, designed to kill, reduce, or repel insects, weeds, rodents, fungi, or other organisms that can threaten public health and the economy. Their mode of action is by targeting systems or enzymes in the pests which may be identical or very similar to systems or enzymes in human beings, and therefore they pose risks to human health and the environment. Pesticides are ubiquitous in the environment, and most are synthetic. There is a growing concern about children's exposure to pesticides and their special susceptibility. Children are not little adults and may have higher exposures and greater vulnerability at both high and low levels of exposure. End of quote. In other words, 
in order for a pesticide to work, they need to be toxic to living things like insects and fungi and weeds and rodents. Well, unfortunately, the biochemistry and cellular machinery of insects, fungi, weeds, and rodents isn't all that different from that of you and your children. Your children can become collateral damage in our war against pests, mainly by three mechanisms. Mechanism number one, by interfering with critical enzymes in the nervous system of pests. To see this in action, just spray some insect repellent on some ants and watch what happens. First, they stop moving. Then they start shaking with convulsions, and then they die. This all happens within minutes of exposure. The ant's nervous system has been short-circuited by the pesticides. The pesticide interfering with neurons' ability to talk to other neurons. Newsflash, these are the same enzyme systems and neurotransmitters that control your children's nervous systems. Mechanism number two, by interfering with the organism's critical enzyme function, such as enzymes that are needed to produce and use chlorophyll or even produce cellular energy. A cell that can't produce energy, no matter what type of organism it lives in, is des destined to be a dead cell. And finally, mechanism number three, by causing oxidation within the cells of a targeted organism. Remember that word oxidation from chemistry class? It is just a fancy word for the process of burning. Cells die when they are chemically oxidized enough because critical systems of life simply stop functioning. The cell is fried, so to speak. What adverse health effects do children sustain from pesticides, you may be wondering? Well, there's a growing body of research that demonstrates that pesticides can harm children, especially their nervous systems. And when it comes to toxicity, investigators find that the younger a child is at the time of exposure, the more likely an adverse effect is to occur. This is super important for you to remember. That means during pregnancy and the first few years of life are probably the most important time to protect children from pesticides or any other type of chemicals. This is when their nervous systems are developing. It only makes sense. Which leads me to this Doxmo Pearl. Like with many parenting decisions, less can be more. When we apply this principle to exposure to the myriad of chemicals that come with modern agricultural practices, this principle is spot on. Having less exposure to pesticides generally means having more good health for your kids. Understand that the neurologic effects of pesticides on children are the easiest toxic effects to see. It doesn't take much Googling, however, before you start finding some frightening stuff with regard to other bad effects of pesticides on children's brains. Let's start with this quote from a 2013 article in the Academy of Pediatrics Journal called Pediatrics. Quote, among the findings associated with increased pesticide levels are poor mental development by using the Bailey Index. That's an index that is able to measure a young children, child's IQ. And increased scores on measures assessing pervasive developmental disorder, inattention, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. End of quote. 
Could America's low threshold use of pesticides be behind the explosion of cases of ADHD and autism that we're seeing today? Well, some epidemiologists think so. Or consider this article published in Workplace Health in 2012. Listen to the conclusion the authors came to in this review article about pesticide exposure in children. Quote, Given the evidence about the potential links between prenatal and early childhood pesticide exposure and neurological and behavioral deficits, a variety of potential interventions should be tested at the policy, public health, and individual levels. It is vital to assess how children are exposed, the clinical implications of exposure, and education to improve understanding about exposure and outcomes. End of quote. It doesn't sound like they're just a little worried. They are a lot worried, and are suggesting a lot more needs to be done to protect children from pesticides. And if that's not enough to get you worried about your little ones, links have also been made between pesticide exposure and leukemia, lymphomas, that's another type of cancer, blood cancer, and brain tumors in children. All good reasons to minimize your children's exposures, especially during their fetal life and your child's early years. So let's get down to the practical. After all, this podcast is called Portable Practical Pediatrics, right? Well, here are some ideas of ways to reduce pesticide exposure from your child's living environment, and I'm sure that there are more. Number one, Buy organic if you can afford it, especially for foods known to have strong pesticide residues, and especially when you are pregnant or your children are very young. To do this, learn which foods comprise the environmental working group's dirty dozen, those are the ones that have heavy residues of pesticides, and their clean 15, those with minimal pesticide residues, and adjust your shopping accordingly. Number two, and while you're at the Environmental Working Group's website, download their app and refer to it when doing your shopping. The app can help you not only reduce your children's exposure to pesticides, but chemicals of all sorts. It's a must for savvy parents. There's a link in my show notes. Number three, wash fruits and veggies before you offer them for your children to eat. Number four. Cut the skins off non-organic, thin skin fruits like apples, pears, peaches, and tomatoes whenever possible before serving them. Number five, and here is a neat trick that can remove a lot of pesticide residue from fruits and veggies uh, that you intend to serve your children that I read about in, of all places, the Consumer Reports. In their testing, they found that soaking fruits and veggies in a dilute baking soda uh, solution, one teaspoon of baking soda for every two cups of water, removed almost all the pesticide residue on the surface of the fruits and veggies. And again, there's a link to that article in my show notes. Number six, try never to use a bomb or a fumigant inside your home to, to get rid of pests. But if this is vital, don't do this without professional help. Number seven, lock up pesticides in a safe place, away from your children. Accidental exposure and ingestion does happen, and it's serious. Number eight, 
If fertilizers with herbicides are applied to your yard, keep your children off the turf until there has been considerable rain and time since you applied the chemicals. Number nine, try not to use any pesticides in your vegetable garden. Rather, use natural methods. And I've found that garden stores and the Internet can be very helpful at showing you how to do this. Number 10, always use the least toxic product that will work. You will probably need help deciding on which products these are, but that help is, again, readily available on the Internet. And number nine, as a reference, I have links to the Academy of Pediatrics suggestions and the Environmental uh, Protection Agency's suggestions to minimize your children's exposure to pesticides. Now, just to make sure you didn't miss a few of the super important points from this PCAS, let's go over them one more time. Pesticides can harm children by the same biologic mechanisms that they harm the pests that they are designed to control. Children are more sensitive to the negative toxic effects of pesticides than adults are. The earlier in life a child has exposure to a pesticide, the more likely that exposure is to have negative effects. There exists strong evidence that early exposure to pesticides can cause behavioral and neurologic effects on children. And finally, with some time and care, you have a lot of control on whether your children are exposed to pesticides. Well, I hope you found that discussion informative and practical. If you enjoy learning about pediatrics and child health with PEDCAST, consider taking a moment to rate this blog and podcast on iTunes or Facebook. Your review helps others find my show, for which I would be very grateful. Well, this is your host, Doc Smo, broadcasting from Studio 1E, you know, my first child's bedroom on the east side of my house, hoping your children have childhoods that are both green and clean. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.